And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against network groups who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's up, everyone? Zach here, and welcome to another episode of MLM Rebels. I'm actually sitting next to my significantly more beautiful half, which is Ashley. You want to say hi? Hello. And uh, we are heading out to do some uh, do some El Worco on the business, which will be a lot of fun. And uh, we are still in Texas, where you're going to be heading to... We don't know where we're heading next. We're actually figuring that out right now. There is a strong possibility of Southern California. Um, we're trying to obviously stay in the warmth. It feels like we're, we're like birds, you know, we're just like flying to the warm areas, which is kind of fun, except for we're changing, we're changing spots. So that's what we're thinking about right now. And uh, just uh, thinking about a few other calendar things as well. But uh, today I wanted to spend some time with you guys and talk to you about something that seems to always be helpful whenever I say anything about it or, um, you know, write an email about it or anything like that. It seems like really elementary to me, but when I think about it, it's actually not. Um, this is something that I've been trying to figure out for myself for probably 10 years um, as to like what works the best for me. And I think I have my like my system and it's actually a, a very simple system, but it's how I, how I actually plan my calendar. And when I say plan my calendar, I mean plan what I'm going to do each day and each week and do it in a way that is not only effective, but that doesn't stress me out. Um, you know, I've done effective calendar planning that stresses me out. I've done calendar planning that keeps me really busy. I've done calendar planning that, you know, has me doing virtually nothing, which is the other side, the opposite of busy. And the most effective way that I found to do a calendar is to have something that's in the middle, right? Where you have, um, well, I shouldn't say it's not in the middle because being busy is not synonymous with effective. Um, but doing something that is keeping you effective and doing it in a way that doesn't stress you out. So that's really the ultimate goal. Like what's gonna keep me at the highest level of effectiveness and low stress and also um, you know, not like wasting time, which you know is synonymous with effectiveness. So one of the things that we can all do is is fill our time up with just you know mumbo jumbo, just with crap. And do that because we feel like we have to be working. It's kind of the concept that I've talked about before that uh, is talked about in the, the book, The 4-Hour Workweek, which is the, the desire or the need or the thing that's ingrained in us to just 
you know, W4W, work for work. You know, we are kind of brought up in this uh, society, if you will, that praises being busy and praises the hustle and the grind. And, um, you know, that, that's, that's just not this, like, I grinded for a long time with really low results. And then I've also not grinded and got results. And it's, it's hilarious how backwards, you know, they are. And, um, you know, you do need to work hard, you do need to focus, but you don't need to be in this arduous, hellacious grind in order to get results. In fact, I would argue that you need the opposite. Um, Rather than force, you need finesse. And I'll kind of walk you through a few of the calendar um, things that I've used in the past uh, to organize myself and also what I've focused on, and then let you know what I'm doing now. And if it works for you, you know, fantastic. You can try it out and uh, try it sooner than later. Um, so first and foremost, if you find value in, in this podcast, do me a favor, leave a review and a rating down below. That is the most uh, happy thing that you can do for us. A lot of people ask like, hey, what can we do for you? How can we serve you? Um, that kind of a thing. Um, when I'm asked that question, I usually don't fully know what to say, but here's what, I, here's what I can say to you if you're listening right now and you're wondering how you can help and how you can uh, serve us. It is leaving your review and a rating down below on the podcast. It's the number one way to, uh, to help us in this way. So if you do that, um, we'll be extremely appreciative. We're also going to bribe you. We're going to send you some really amazing stuff. And, um, you know, you can just uh, ask any of the people that have done that before. They've all been, uh, quote unquote, blessed by the things that we've sent them. So leave a review and a rating down below. And uh, we would love that. All right. So jumping into the first thing that we used, um, the first calendar mechanism of sorts that I used. And when I first started using a calendar, I was uh, in the business. I was in uh, my first network marketing business. And I used the calendar to basically write down the appointments that I had because I was doing home meetings and hotel meetings and Starbucks meetings and all these things. And, um, and then to write down events. And I was just using, at the time, my phone calendar, which was super rudimentary. I realized quite quickly that that might not be the best thing because like when I was getting started in the business, you know, iPhones were around, but barely. Like I had the iPhone 3, I think, like the first iPhone 3 or whatever. And it was brand new. Like I was like, you know, Mr. Hotshot. Like I remember going to my very first hotel meeting when I was a prospect. This is 10 years ago. And um, I I pulled out my phone to like exchange numbers with my, you know, with my sponsor. And he's like, oh, dang, dude, you got an iPhone? <laughs> this is funny. Um, now, like everyone in the world has an iPhone or a Droid or something comparable. Um, (laughs) so when I first got started, I used the phone calendar, which I don't remember even using it that much, uh, to be quite honest. And then I used a paper calendar. I bought a Franklin Covey paper calendar and I used that because I want, I wanted to like track receipts properly and store my receipts and, and all this stuff. And so I used a Franklin Covey paper calendar and I remember spending like a lot of money on it and totally justifying it as a business expense. And it was a business expense. Um, but I was like this leather bound, like Franklin Covey thing with, uh, I think it was like two days per page or two or three days per page. So basically like a week fit in a, in an open spread, uh, type of deal. And it had like these pockets and stuff for receipts and, you know, you could track your mileage there. And, you know, it actually did keep me pretty organized. I, I used it and it was good. But uh, once again, or for the first time, I fell into the trap of staying busy for the sake of staying busy because I had this huge spread of, you know, availability from, you know, 8 a.m. till 12 a.m. I had this huge spread that I was staring at every day and I had to, I felt like I had to fill the spread. 
So if I like looked at an open gap in my calendar, like if I had a, okay, I'm working from nine to four or whatever, nine to five, then I'm contacting people from, you know, uh, five o'clock till seven or eight o'clock. Now I've got this spread from eight o'clock till midnight. What do I do? Well, I've got two meetings booked. Okay. That'll take me an hour and a half. All right. So that's from eight o'clock till nine 30. Now I've got nine 30 till midnight open. Well, what do I do? Oh, I don't know. It's open. So I would just make up crap to fill that void. And that is the antithesis of effectiveness. Um, you know, there, it's not how much you can do. It's how effective can you be? And the calendar that you choose or the method that you choose can definitely affect the way that you fill it. Um, so I kind of fell into that trap, not even knowing I was falling into it. In fact, I didn't know I fell into that for multiple years after that. Um, but after that, I kind of got sick of carrying a calendar around. I started using my phone again. I was using just the Apple calendar in an iPhone. And that was pretty cool. That's, I basically did the exact same thing as I did with the, um, with the Franklin, with the Franklin Covey planner and, you know, same exact issues, just digital. After a while, I ended up changing to something called a uh, bullet journal, which is what I use today, but I actually have changed methods uh, once. So what I'm about to tell you is not the way I do it today. Uh, The bullet journal I kind of stumbled on right around the time I started my uh, agency with, uh, with Ashley. Started a marketing agency. And... I needed something that wasn't quite as like, I I was starting to get a little stressed out by having this white space in my calendar and and needing to fill it. And I was getting really frustrated with how much time I was spending on the business and not getting getting the results that I wanted based on the time I was putting in. So I was like, okay, clearly I'm doing stuff that's probably ineffective. Um, I am just wasting time. So how do I not waste time? That's when I came across uh, the bullet journal it's a product and it's also a methodology and I actually don't follow the bullet journal methodology exactly I just follow you know pretty close so the bullet journal is essentially a uh, it's a dotted journal so you don't need to go buy a bullet journal you can if you want um, but the bullet journal is essentially a notebook with dots in it it's like a think of like one of those math things like those math uh, pages it's got these dots all over it and every day you write down what you're going to do that day and if you finish it you move you you cross it out and if you don't finish it, you move it to the next day or you eliminate it so it's very basic there's no time stamps on it it's just this is what i have to do today so my first variation of the bullet journal is uh, every week i would write down okay these are the things i need to accomplish this week actually i would write it down per month so these are the things i need to accomplish this month i'd write them down and i'd filter everything through a through an 80-20 rule. So 80% of my time has to go in this highest leveraged area. So the place that I have the greatest strength and can make the greatest impact. So it's still the same today as it was back then. And that is uh, my greatest area of strength is making sales. So I basically pick the one product that I want to sell the most of and all of my energy, 80% of my energy has to go there. I only spend 20% of my time doing other stuff other than that. And if it goes outside that 20%, I have to eliminate it, automate it, or delegate it. Otherwise, it gets, it just, yeah, well, that's it. Those are the three options. Eliminate it, automate it, or delegate it. Because I know my highest area of impact. And so that's a good lesson for you to figure out for yourself is what's your highest area of impact in your business. And figure that out. Most likely, if you if you don't have a super, if you don't have a, uh, a running sales funnel, 
like that actually brings leads in and stuff like that, your highest area of impact is going to be prospect, you know, like prospect generation, honestly, and sponsoring people. Once you once you generate that lead or once you develop that lead generation system like we talk about in everything with MLM Rebels, you can then move your attention from spending the time generating the leads to actually sponsoring the people. Okay. So you have your 80-20 rule figured out, and then you and then I would write down everything I'm trying to do for that month. Then I would separate. I would basically put them in the in bullets. So ever I have like twenty bullets or ten bullets or whatever, and then I would put those into the weeks. So okay, this week I need to accomplish this. This week this. This week this. And if I accomplish something that week, I would cross it out. If I needed to keep going or if I needed to push it, I would just put an arrow next to it and I'd push it to the next week. And it helps you um, realize if you should delete something. So if if I'm going to like put an arrow next to something and push it to the next week, I'm looking at it saying, okay, is this worth it? Is this worth me pushing it the next week? And you become aware of what you're pushing off every time, um, which is really, really good because now you can like second guess yourself when you're putting crap on your calendar. And so I find myself eliminating probably two or three things every week that I thought I needed to do. But as the week progressed and I focused on my 80%, not my 20%, I came up to the end of the week and realized like, okay, that was actually a 20% item. It was small or it took care of itself or whatever. And, you know, it's it's going away. I'm, I'm, I'm reducing, I'm getting rid of it. I'm eliminating it. So it's really, really helpful. Every day I bump over my to-do items into a daily task thing. So like, okay, this day... Today, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. Now, what I was doing for about a year and a half is I was put now then placing my to-do items for my bullet journal into my Google calendar. I switched to Google so that I could um, sync across people that were using, you know, uh, droids and stuff. I put it in my Google calendar, and then uh, I would then follow my calendar. You know, I'd put it in, in spaces and stuff. What I found out was... And I did this for a long time. I actually just stopped doing this a few months ago. What I found out was it like super stressed me out because if I got behind by like 30 minutes, it would like freak me out. If I got behind by two hours, I would be like so anxious and angry. And I would, what really got me thinking is like I would get to the end of the day and it would be, you know, like five o'clock, six o'clock, seven o'clock, whatever, whatever time it was, maybe even four o'clock, maybe even earlier than that. And I get to the end and I was done with everything. I was done with all my stuff. And then... And I was done. And it was like 4 o'clock in the afternoon or 3 o'clock or 5 or 7 or what doesn't matter what time it was, but I'd be done and I would think back at the day and I'd be like, I spent most of the day being like stressed and freaked out and really anxious. That's how I spent the majority of my day. I didn't need to do that. I didn't need to be stressed or anxious or anything. Like everything got done, but I was just pissed the whole time. And I realized I was angry because I was putting like these time requirements on myself to get things done in a certain time at a certain time and rarely would I because, you know, I'd end up getting talking to someone or Ashton and I would talk or or whatever and that's the way it happens. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get rid of this stupid Google Calendar thing and stop, you know, stressing myself out and I just follow the bullet journal now. So I just just hit the tasks that I'm trying to do. So I could have, like today I've got, I've got four and one of them is basically the same. So it's like do a podcast, do a video, uh, do an email. That's like kind of, it's like sort of the same task, you know, push your content out essentially is, is it, that's for today. The other one is, um, 
develop a strategy for a video that we're making, uh, like a sales funnel thing. That's it. Those are my two things. Normally, what I would, used to would have done is put that in my calendar. I would have known how much time it would have taken me, but I usually would have been wrong and stressed out when I was wrong about how long it would take. Um, what I find now is that if I have two to four things to do in a day, um, usually I'm going to be faster at it, which is ironic. I'm going get to get it done more effectively, and I won't be stressed out during the whole time. So that's my methodology uh, of, of getting things done. It starts with the 80-20 principle, figuring out where your highest level of leverage is and taking your 20% and eliminating, automating, or delegating that. Obviously, that's a stair step. You can't just typically jump straight into that. You need to have systems or people in place to help you, but that's fine. Um, so start with the 80-20, then uh, figure out your year goals, break it down into monthly goals, and then break, break it down into yearly, or excuse me, daily goals or daily tasks, and put it all in like a bulleted format. Um, so anyway, that's uh, that's what we do. That's how I keep myself on track, keep myself focused. Um, hopefully you took some value from that. Oh, and then by the way, at the end of the day, I sometimes forget this, but at the end of the day, I go in and I put everything into Google Calendar that I did, or at least a rough variation of it, so that um, uh, I can go back and remember what I did if in case like the book, my bullet journal gets lost, um, number one. And number two is taxes, especially if I'm having anything to do with like, you know, taking someone out for dinner for like a potential client or going out with the downline or whatever the case is. Um, if it's, if you ever get audited, the first thing they do is they, re- they take your receipts and they come like, like the potentially risky moves that you made. So like going out to dinner and they compare it to your calendar. Um, so I put it all in my Google calendar afterwards and that's about it. So Anyway, guys, hopefully this helped you. I hope this uh, took some either pressure off or helped you you know, figure out what you could do. Uh, this took me 10 years to get to the spot. I'm not saying that this is all figured out for me. This is just what is working for me the most right now and seems to be the most effective overall. Um, so hopefully this is helpful for you. And uh, if it is, uh, leave a review and a rating down below. That'd be awesome. It'd be super appreciative. And uh, guys, if you want to join the private group where you can learn exactly how we use sales funnels to take that... The whole thing where people like say take 90% of your time and go prospecting, that's a bunch of garbage. It's because they don't know how to market. Um, real marketing, real marketing leverages leverages things. And when someone can show one presentation a day, like that's fantastic. If you're the most effective salesperson present, pre- presenter in the world and you show 10 presentations a day and you close, you close 50%, which is otherworldly if you do that consistently that's five people right or that's or that's that's 10 presentations five people what if you could show a thousand presentations a day and close one percent that's a hundred it's is that right a thousand no it's ten sorry a thousand presentations one percent is ten so you're literally cutting your present your your effectiveness by 49 percent or by you know a thousand percent or whatever and um you're doing way less work so real marketing is the key to get yourself out of spending 90% of your time prospecting. Well, anyway, it was amazing spending time with all of you today and um, appreciate you listening and we'll talk to you all soon and see you in the next episode. Thanks.